You're listening to Victory by Association with Jeff Tippett, international speaker, best-selling author, and entrepreneur. This is the podcast exclusively for association executives and members. Each week, Jeff interviews association executives about their victories, igniting new ideas for you to create greater value for your members. And now, Jeff Tippett. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Jeff Tippett. I'm grateful that you've joined us for today's episode of Victory by Association. Today's show is brought to you by Targeted Persuasion, Public Affairs and Communications. When your association has a policy prescription you're trying to advance or stop, you need the power of Targeted Persuasion building successful grassroots campaigns designed to move legislators and other elected officials. When you need to win, you need Targeted Persuasion. Learn more at targetedpersuasion.com and check out our show notes for the link. Well, I'm so excited today to welcome Michael. Uh, Michael, welcome. Glad to have you. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, good morning. Uh, well, tell me a little bit about NACE, if you will. Um, this whole esports really has me uh, intrigued. So talk to me a little bit about what you guys do. Sure. So we're unique. Um, there's not been anything like us in the world because esports, that is uh, competitive gaming is brand new. Uh, we're, uh, you know, uh, pretty much since the inception of the industry at the collegiate level, we've been around. We're a nonprofit, 501c3, started just like many other athletic associations by the institutions, our member college universities, um, to help govern this space. Um, and uh, that's what we've been trying to do. It's a little bit easier said than done. We're trying to build something that exists in athletics that's had 120 years to develop, that being the NCAA for reference. Uh, but we're trying to do that in less than 10. Uh, so uh, we got a huge amount of progress um, ahead of us, but uh, it's rapidly growing. There's been nothing like this ever. Uh, we're at 157 institutions with a bunch who are in the pipeline to join. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's, it's a lot, but it's building a brand new industry, but we're doing it together. Wow. Well, this is just, this is fascinating, Michael. I, I'm really interested before we get into all the other questions, just tell me a little bit about like the trajectory. Like what have you seen with the adoption in, in collegiate esports? Like how, what's that rise look like? Because I'm not a, a gamer, but looking from the outside, it seems like it is just catapulted extremely quickly. Oh yeah. Uh, so the, I'm going to use some numbers to give you a point of reference. Not a lot of numbers, though. Don't worry if you're not a math fan. Um, we started back in July of 2016, okay? Uh, and we had, uh, there are only six institutions that existed at that, uh, that point in time, six schools that had varsity scholarship esport programs. Um, since then, so we're, we're roughly, what, a little less than three years, uh, you know, being fully where we are now, uh, and we're at 157. Uh, so that's a huge amount of growth. When we talk about, you know, what's a rapidly expanding sport, what's an emerging sport in terms of traditional athletics, we talk about lacrosse, women's wrestling, bowling, cheer and dance. Those we're all excited about because they're picking up 10 schools a year, maybe. Uh, <laughs> we're way beyond that. And it's every institution. It's the largest D1 institutions, largest state institutions in the U.S. and Canada all the way down to the smallest four-year institutions and two-year institutions. So it's really a basket case of every institution that um, is, is growing in esports. You know, there's just not one small niche. It's, it's across the entire board. Wow. Well, you have blown my mind with these stats. Um, don't ask me to repeat them, but my mind is blown. I think it's fantastic to see a market emerge like this. 
Well, one of the things I love to do on the show is to ask our guests to tell me something unique or special or interesting or a little bit different um, about them, something that the average person wouldn't find on their LinkedIn profile. So, uh, Michael, what have you got to toss out today of something that maybe most people don't know about you but might find interesting? Okay. Uh, so this is, uh, this is difficult. Something that people don't know about me, uh, but that, you know, we live in a social world. I, I don't think there are secrets anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a man of many, many hobbies and interests. Uh, uh, I'm a gamer. That's no, no surprise, right? I, I love uh, college football. I love the NFL as well. I played football growing up. My dad was a quarterback at West Point. Um, uh, I like fishing. I like, uh, I like history books for some weird reason. <laughs> don't ask me why. Um, I, you know, well, you've given us a lot already, Michael. I mean, that's pretty amazing. That's cool stuff. Well, talk uh, to us a little bit about your victory. You know, we're here to share victories of things that like associations have done. Um, I might already looking at your growth and thinking, wow, that's astounding to start with, but what particular victory would you like to talk about today? What'd you like to share with our audience that you guys are accomplishing there at NACE? Sure. Uh, well, there's a lot of victories across the board. I mean, we're coming into a, an industry uh, that has no infrastructure. There are no systems, no tools, no services available to help an administrator or coach a student do their job, which is to have high-functioning, competitive teams. Um, but we've built a lot of that in a short amount of time. I would say our most significant victory, though, uh, is coming into uh, a heavily contested space. We are the only association. Uh, the only nonprofit in the entire collegiate esports space. Um, everyone else is venture backed. Uh, everyone else is uh, tied into a major company or a publisher who actually owns maybe a, a one or multiple esports that we talk about. Uh, and so we're we're coming in where we're our revenues to support the organization come from partnerships and our membership. I, I don't think that's unusual when it comes to an association. Uh, and yet. We're literally competing against the wealthiest companies and the wealthiest individuals in the world, and we're doing it. We, we represent in our association over 90% of all institutions, both in the U.S. and Canada, who are invested into esports. Um, it, it's not we're, we're winning uh, slightly. We're, we're winning by a landslide, and I think that speaks to the strength of an association where everyone has a voice and we decide things collectively, and, and that was a model that nobody else was interested in, but something that... Uh, from my background in governance and athletics, uh, I knew that was the only way for it. So far, so good. Well, Michael, you're quite the victor yourself. Though. That's impressive. Well, tell me a little bit about, I, I, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner myself, like I'm sitting here thinking about this type of growth that you're talking about and how fast this has happened. What are some of the barriers? What are some of the obstacles that you've had to face to go from basically nothing um, to, to being in the preeminent in this space right now? What are some of the barriers or some obstacles? Like what were some of the major things that you faced growing so quickly to where you are today? Uh, yeah, a million and one obstacles and they're all ginormous. Uh, you know, we're, first off, you're, you said you're not familiar with esports, right? And that's fair. Most people aren't, except for nowadays, more recently, you might see them on TV now, right? You're watching ESPN. I have, yeah. Yeah, and you're seeing it, you're going, what's that, right? Yep. So most of us are coming into this space um, kind of with our blinders on, and then all of a sudden it's right in front of you, and you have to kind of stop and go, what is this thing? Um, so there's a huge education gap when you talk about competitive gaming, 
top five esports. A lot of people just aren't aware of what it is, except for today, maybe they're aware that, hey, there's an audience there. It's pretty big, but I've never dealt with it myself. Yeah. That's the first issue, is education. The second issue is we live under the shadow of giants. Um, the NCA in particular, the Department of Education, uh, publishers who are multi-billion dollar corporations who have built and, and sell these games. Um, we have to navigate between all those different groups. And, and my, my goal is to make sure that our member institutions, every member institution who has a varsity esports program has a definitive voice at the table. Um, and, uh, and that's our unique fight. Uh, but it's how do we maneuver around these guys that have a century of legacy and, and clout and resources under their belt, um, who by accident might step on us. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying anyone's malicious whatsoever. That's not the worry. That would make a lot more sense, actually. It's by doing something by accident without understanding how to impact gaming. That is my number one concern. Wow, absolutely. Well, next question here for you, Michael. For our association executives, like, what they're listening to like what tips would you have um, and I'm, I'm especially thinking about like like I mean, you've got this entrepreneurial role now if you're growing this from nothing and you know maybe maybe a, an association executive is looking to launch out and maybe to move something in his or her own space or maybe they're looking just like to start something within their existing organization within the existing framework um, what tips or, or things could you offer out there to our association executives that might be pondering around like what, what could be done? What could be new? What could be next steps? What, what tips would you offer? Oh, absolutely. Uh, most of the things I've done in my life fall uh, within the entrepreneurial framework, right? And this is, is definitely part of that. Um, uh, it's just one of those quirks about me. Um, so it, it, quite simply, uh, everything I've done so far, and I hope to accomplish much, much more, uh, has been done by finding champions. And so if you're trying to, to launch an association or a project within your association that's starting into um, uncharted territories, right? You're trying to find that blue ocean. Yes. Uh, I totally get that. But you have to find your champions because uh, – and you got to be careful on who your champions are. They, you got to find someone who understands uh, what you're trying to accomplish, who has legitimacy or clout they can lend you. And that's beyond resources or connections or expertise. Um, for us, it was our founding six schools. We spent a year before even launching the association working with those six schools and the directors of those esport programs and the presidents and the athletic directors to make sure we understood the space and that they had enough comfort and familiarity with us to work with us collectively. I would be no one uh, if that didn't happen. If they didn't lend me legitimacy, I would have none, and therefore uh, I doubt anyone would have joined us this crazy guy out of Kansas City who's trying to, to make esports a real thing in college, right? So you got to find those people. I've been blessed uh, that I've been able to find people in related industries and the NCA and the NEI uh, and with different publishers who come on, who get the vision and are excited by it. Um, and, and I always say that those people and the, the people we brought on our team are 100% more smarter than me. <laughs> they get it better, but you got to surround yourself by good people who are willing to chip in in any way they can. Uh, but there has to be a strategy in mind of the way you do it. Michael, that's fantastic. I just wrote a three-piece blog series on exactly what you're talking about, persuasive leadership, bringing people in and finding those key people. So love it. Love everything you've said there. Let me ask you this, Michael. 
every association that is successful um, runs on a lot of volunteers. It takes a lot of people that will just roll up their sleeves on a volunteer basis and jump in and help out to help things you know, transpire, help things grow. And I think there's great value in just telling people, hey, I appreciate you. Hey, you've done a fantastic job. Hey, you, you bring so much worth to our group, to our organization. Is there an association superhero volunteer that you'd like? I know you got, probably got tons of them, but is there anyone in particular volunteer that's like to toss out and just say, hey, I appreciate you. You're doing a great job. And anyone yeah. in your group? Yeah. So um, there are a ton of volunteers. And it's kind of different. Like our, our association has member institutions, colleges, universities. So what is the obligation of them? Well, follow our rules, help build up, you know, recruit students, right? Very simple things. We have so many amazing people at so many of our member institutions that go well above and beyond uh, what they're obligated to do and, and investing of themselves, their time, their money, their resources for something that doesn't personally benefit them whatsoever but it benefits the space that they're in or they, that they want to see grow um so so one individual uh, I, I have to point out and this is one of those people that i would say is a hundred times more smarter than me uh is as chris haskell uh over at boise state university he is dr chris haskell he, he will kill me if i forgot the doctor part and i'm kidding about that <laughs> but uh he he has stepped forward in such an incredible way mentoring students across the entire country on uh, streaming, uh, content creation, audio engineering, the, the skill sets that'll get people jobs. And yes, he's at Boise State University, but he travels on his own dime to schools, conventions all around the country, promoting and championing NACE, the National Association of Collegiate Esports, but then mentoring students. Students who don't even go to his school um, just because they reached out and he saw something, and he does that so much. Um, I, I have to say that I, I wish that the, uh, I had a hundred more Chris Haskells for, for the real difference they actually make in, in not only the association you belong to, but real people's lives. That's awesome. Well, there's our shout out to Dr. Chris. I made sure I got the doctor in there. Well, Michael, thank you for being a guest. Man, you are just amazing. I mean, like the, just the way you think, your mentality, your, your willingness to like take nothing and create something. Man, I'm impressed. I think it's been fantastic. Great information here today. So if someone that's listening wants to reach out to you and, and find you, how's the best way for them to do that? Sure. Uh, so you can reach out through Twitter. I, I think everyone's on there. It's at eSportsMike. Um, just one giant word right there. Uh, you can also go to our website, nacesports.org, and uh, you can find all of our contact information there. Any of my staff members, or board members as well, uh, reach out. I mean, it's uh, we're pretty transparent. We're, we're pretty friendly as well. <laughs> so reach out with anything you want to talk about, and the odds are we're, we're more than happy to engage. That's fantastic. And we'll add that to the show notes. We'll add those links in there. So check out the show notes and you'll be able to see them. Well, Michael, thank you. And thanks to all of you for listening today, today's episode of Victory by Association. Hey, my gift to you for being a part today is a free chapter from my latest book, Unleashing Your Superpower. Now, this chapter is on creating a simple message that's designed to persuade others. And I think as business owners and associations and groups, our messaging is one of the first places we drop the ball. So this chapter tells you how to create messaging that will convert. You can get a free copy of that chapter by texting the word persuade to 66866, persuade to 66866. Thanks all for joining us and I'll see you next week as we discover another victory by association. 
You've been listening to Victory by Association with Jeff Tippett. If you've enjoyed, please subscribe, rate, and review. Be sure to check out the show notes for links relating to this episode. For information about becoming a sponsor or guest, please email podcast at jefftippett.com.